Hey guys, this is Craig Hostetler, and I'd like to welcome you to the Black Sheep Experience. Thank you so much, man, uh, for hanging out with me here on the podcast. I really appreciate you uh, spending your time here, man. So thank you so much for just, um, you know, for hanging out. Uh, welcome to the first episode of season three. So this podcast is entering its third year of existence. And uh, I want to thank so many of you for really being a part of that. You know, it's been a really wild ride in a lot of ways. I, I've had a lot of really cool guests on. Interesting, I think, uh, a guests that have given just some really, some depth and some expansive teaching. I've had the opportunity to meet a lot of people that, uh, and talk to a lot of people that, I don't know, they, they, they really have become a blessing to me. And so... I think that this next season is also going to be very expansive. I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And I'm going to change a few things up um, to make it a true, I think, experience. So here's a couple of things that we're going to do different here in the third season. Um, The format will remain similar in that uh, I'm going to try once a week to give a premiere episode, right? An hour long episode with a guest. We've got some great ones coming up. In fact, the next one is Nicholas Pearson, um, who is a wonderful human being. He's got a lot of books out there. Two of my favorites are Crystal Basics, which is far beyond basics, right? And um, The Seven Archetypal Stones, um, he was on the Gaia channel and he's going to be really a great guest. He's a, he's a wonderful individual. Um, and, and then several others. So that will continue to be a part of the format. But in addition to that, I'm going to add once or twice a week as I felt kind of moved, um, just 15 or 20 minute, you know, shout outs, like things that, um, w- wisdom that, that, I, that has been dropped to me or, um, wherever my heart is in that particular moment. And so it's going to become a true experience in that way that periodically through the week, um, there will be, you know, droplets, if you will, of, um, just ideas and thoughts and expressions of, um, my journey to this point. Maybe some of those will be personal. Maybe some of them will be deeply spiritual. Who knows, right? It will be completely unscripted. And so I'm looking forward to further expressing and interacting with you that way. Also, um, several of the guests from the past and those forthcoming, I will have meditations or, you know, 15 to 20 minute teachings from them, uh, meditations, rituals, things of that nature that you can put into practice in your own life and me as well. And I think that that will be something that's really, I don't know, interesting and, and also, um, evolutionary experiential for you. And so I'm really going to do a lot of additional things in this season that I haven't done in the past to make the podcast more of an experience, more of um, a practical, I guess, expansive way for you to literally grow in knowledge, in wisdom, but also spiritually as well. Um, through the offerings from me and, and from those uh, guests that um, 
that will be willing to invest, you know, in the podcast and in yourself. And so I think season three is going to be really fun. I think it's going to be really unscripted. I think it's going to be really experiential and um, it's going to be a cool move into something that is practical and usable for you and I. So anyway, thank you so much for being a part of it. I really hope that you enjoy um, the variety that's coming up in this season. Before we jump into what I want to talk to you about today, I have to tell you that, you know, when I started the podcast, I I literally started this thing uh, from a hotel room in, um, I think, Champaign, Illinois. I was getting ready to speak at a uh, small conference there um, at a festival. There was no such thing as COVID-19 at the time, right? There wasn't all the things that we've experienced in 2020 that have been so challenging for us. But um, I was in a real transition time in my life at that point. I was involved with um, a ministry that, uh, you know, they were wonderful people, but at the same time, there was a lot of tension there because of my expanding ideas and um it was one of the first times that I was really venturing out on my own. And, and I can remember paying for the, um, you know, the hosting ability to, to do the podcast, which I do through Podbean, and they've been great. Um, and just having the liberty to say whatever it was that I wanted to say or, or express whatever it was that I wanted to express. I had made a few really good friends Um, in the podcasting kind of arena, John Scott was one of those. He's become an incredible friend to me at that time. They, he had the uh, Holy Heretics podcast. And, um, so he was kind of giving me some ideas, helping me get a jump start on things. And, and, uh, through the years I've met a lot of people that have had kind of just, they've, they've really been wonderful and they've really spoken to me. And so it's been an expansive process for me as well, um, the guys from the Inglorious Pastors. I mean, there there have been a lot of people. Um, uh, True Seeker, Valerie Love. Um, there have been so many different people that have come along the way that have I've retained a friendship with them, and again, they've been very expansive for me, and uh, a, a blessing, really helpful in a lot of ways. And so um, I'm excited to move into this third season and make it something that's more expressive, more, more of a pilgrimage for you and for me as well. And so I hope that you'll continue to be a part of that. If you don't follow the podcast on uh, Instagram and Facebook, I would encourage you to go and do that. Easy to find the Black Sheep Experience. Uh, I'm also on both of those platforms, Craig Hostetler, pretty easy to find, right? Um, If you look on Twitter, I have an account there as well. I don't. I honestly don't use it, and I'm probably not going to. It's become too. And I've said this the last several times I've been on. It's become too. There's too much conflict there for me, and I'm trying to get rid of all of that right in my life, or as much of it as I can. So uh, you can follow me there, but you're not going to see much. Uh, activity on that on that platform. So if you do follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, please let me know that you're there. All right. So I always hate long introductions um, in podcasts, but 
uh, I appreciate you hanging around for it and um, being a part of the conversation. So what I'd really like to talk to you about today is the, I, I think the manifestation of our own selves. Um, because that's one of the things that's really happened to me through this podcast. Um, it's given me the freedom to expand, to talk about things that I wanted to talk about, to, to, to have guests on that had the ability to add more than just emotion, more than just feeling, but also science or um, history to it. You know, one of the interesting things that we find in Christianity is the idea that God literally created us intentionally, right? That, that he created us with specifics. He knit us together in our mother's womb, as the scripture would say. And the early esoterics believed we were divinely created and that this creation, the creation of you and I, was more interesting for what it contained inwardly than outwardly. Uh, That the universe outside of us paled to uh, in comparison it paled to the universe inside of us and that the true exploration a true explorer a true pilgrim is someone who would explore uh, one who would navigate his own inner universe um, and what's interesting about that is uh, hermetically or esoterically uh, like the tarot uh, is um, it, it tells a story of an individual who follows this path and um, comes to discover that the inward universe, the inward exploration of who he is, is the most important journey that he could take. That the greatest pilgrimage, the greatest exploration that one could have was the pilgrimage one had within. Now, many occult practices deal with the idea of finding out our true will, the real meaning of who we are or why we are here, what it is that is the truest and deepest part of who we are, right? Which gets covered up with so many things, um, superimposed ideas of parents, of culture, of spiritual, whatever spiritual practices that we are exposed to or subjected to when we're younger, right? In my case, would have been Baptist and Pentecostal, uh, evangelicalism, those kinds of things, real fear-based of views of divinity. Um, and so we have all those things superimposed upon us, but the truest exploration, the truest pilgrimage is to dive deep within to find the truest essence of who we are and the way that we are connected to the divine. Uh, there's a great quote located in the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, and I think it's a profound statement. I'd like to simply just share it with you, um, read it to you, and see if it's something that resonates with you. But this is located in the Gospel of Thomas, and it says, If you bring forth what is within you, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you let me allow me the um 
let me read that once again. If you bring forth what is within you, and I, and I think it means deep within you, if I could add a bit of commentary, what you bring forth will save you. If you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Within the Christ tradition, there seems to be some sophisticated understanding of human consciousness. Granted, uh, the majority of it is found outside the common evangelical setting, but there is a rich history of esoteric and mystical thought, even an occult mind uh, found within the Christian tradition, and a deeper desire is present within those texts to explore consciousness, the true who are you, uh, and the discovery of that is found in Christianity, a deep dive into you. You and I, and man, I really, really want you to hear this. You matter. Your life matters. Your experience matters. The exploration of your inner self matters. In your own way, you are an evolution, an expansion of human consciousness. And so to whatever degree you deny yourself the ability to expand and explore and discover, you know, your own true convictions, your own true ideas, uh, um, in whatever way you deny that, you deny humanity of exploration and expansion. And I really believe that. None of us are, are irrelevant um, our stories, our expansion, our experience, none of those things are irrelevant. In fact, I would go so far as to say that uh, the individual in the smallest town, in the most rural parts of, of really even this world, that gazes off into the stars and, and wonders, who am I? Or wonders, who is God? Or wonders, you know, the, the more... Um, difficult parts of creation even those small moments of wonder of exploration help to expand humanity in its consciousness and spirituality uh, in its pilgrimage to become more i really believe that our thoughts our beliefs our essence our personal convictions our personal knowledge and and by that i mean the innate knowings that we have um they expand humanity they really do matter and when you think of all the religions throughout the world and particularly those that are restrictive or those that are even brutal, those that are very judgmental, those that are even murderous. If you think of all the ways that they have shackled and chained the human consciousness and the human spirit and the relationship between God and man, if you think of all the ways that, that, uh, that those particular religions have shackled the expanse and the growth of humanity, um, it, it's a sad thought. And so those of you that are self-imprisoning by not a asking questions, by not expanding, by not spending mystical moments of just feeling the air or, or, or the moonlight or, you know, all of those things that, that may seem a little off. Hmm. I, I don't know. 
unconventional maybe or different than maybe what we were taught. I think that we're literally denying um, human expression and human expansion. So many of us are taught to believe that we're insignificant. The things that we think or what we feel, our personal convictions are somehow insignificant. But I don't think that's the case. I think the deeper that we dive, the more that we allow our own innate expression, um, our, our deep innate knowing. Let's pause for a moment here and, and ask this question of yourself. Have you ever just known something very deeply? Maybe you didn't learn it anywhere. Maybe it wasn't taught to you, but it was like a divine knowing. I've had that in my own experience. Many times within Christianity, there um, were things that I just knew were absolutely true and then later discovered them in the, in the Bible, right? I believed something, had a deep conviction about it, and then scripture confirmed that conviction. I know within my exploration into witchcraft, there were different practices that were in an, an innate part of who I was, right? I, ha- I was already doing them only to discover later on that they had a name and they had a, um, you know, like a way of doing them. And I was already doing that inerrantly, right? Um, I was do- already doing that naturally was just part of who I was and so gnosis is an interesting word and so let's talk about that just for a moment so defined it means an esoteric knowledge of spiritual truth within an individual so it 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 means defined designed or understood or specially initiated there's an interesting part if you've heard some of the past podcasts where peter has a moment of gnosis right and it's interesting because the apostles had some esoteric knowledge uh remember jesus told peter and and there's a dissertation between them where jesus says who who is it that people say that i am and the apostles each one answers a bit differently well some say you're this some say you're that and when they uh when he comes to peter peter says you are the son of the living god right you're the messiah and jesus says you know what flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you you know that because of my father in heaven and what jesus is telling peter is uh this gnosis this knowing this knowledge that you have you didn't get this from books you you didn't get this from a mental work right where you read the scripture you thought about it you pondered it you put pieces together uh that's not how peter knew what he knew peter knew what he knew because it was divinely given divinely directed to him and it's really interesting because that is gnosis you and i have this deep connection with the divine right god loves us speaks to us and reveals mysteries to us um one of my favorite books for expansion is called Inner Christianity by Richard Smoley. Um, and, and 
um, Richard Smalley in his book says, knowledge that liberates consciousness is described as esoteric. And so esoteric comes from the Greek word esotero, which means literally further in, right? Deeper. Uh, so as we said, uh, as we dive deeper in to our own soul, to our own spirit, to our own essence, to our own knowing. So as we go deeper in, we, we find that there is knowledge, there is wisdom that, that is just innate. It's inerrant with this. Um, we know things that perhaps we weren't even taught. The Tao Te Ching talks about um, knowledge is something that is pursued, but wisdom is dropped right it's just downloaded from from spirit right from the holy spirit deep within us and so as we dive deeper in for the first time perhaps in a long time you need to consider that the mysteries of the universe the magic um the god thoughts they're actually all within you and esotericism teaches that the world within us is as rich and diverse, maybe even more so than the outer world and consists of many different levels of being. So both the mystical and the esoteric paths are generally, well, really generously represented in the Christian tradition. If you listen to the podcast for very long, you know that there are some really revolutionary thinkers in the Christian narrative, Dionysus, Origen, um, uh, Francis of Assisi. Um, th there's so many mystics, esoterics, magicians, witches, and so many more alive within the Christian uh, tradition, within Christian history. The theme for so many of these men, women, witches, magicians, esoterics was to discover God, right? Jehovah, Christ consciousness even, not outside of them, but within them. And I think that's really important because so many of us feel like God is outside of us, that he has to be sought, that he has to be found, that he has to be discovered outside of us instead of turning inward. There has always been in the Christ tradition the need for knowing and discovering oneself. You may be thinking the tradition of Jesus has always been presented uh, in this simplistic uh, idea of getting saved and going to heaven, right? Avoiding, well, I, I wish I knew originally where it came from, but basically Christianity in the evangelical setting is little more than fire insurance, right? Get saved so you don't go to hell. But there's something much deeper here. Uh, and I agree that that seems to be what is always really taught, right? The superficial narrative of make sure you don't go to hell, right? Make sure you don't burn forever, eternally. Uh, that seems to be the main message within the Christian tradition, right? However, there seems to be a much deeper message or story found, Right? Jesus talks a lot about being within you and I. There seems to be a strong emphasis on the internal work um, of God, right? of spirit, um, that you and I are supposed to be involved in. You know, Who am I? What is all of this? Am I man with spirit or spirit with man? 
God who is within me and what he's saying, teaching and leading us towards, how is he, how is he speaking? What is he saying? What, what is the inner voice? What is the inner dialogue between my own essence, my own spirit, my own soul, and what it is that God's saying? Uh, Paul, the apostle said, don't you realize that you are the temple of God? You're the dwelling place of God. And, and a deeper dive into that is really interesting because within the temple, you had the outer courts, the inner courts, you had the Holy of Holies, the, the place where the very presence of, and the Shekinah glory of God was right where it dwelt. Um, what I love about that is that the pure essence, the pure divinity, the pure power, the pure glory of God is deep within you and I waiting to be discovered, waiting to move through these courts into, you know, his, his, his presence. Um, and that's why the, the apostle Paul tells us to search ourselves. The psalmist tells us to consider our ways. You know, when I was a pastor, I always taught, uh, or, or, or I was taught really to teach people what to think, right? Uh, I was, I was, um, ordained in the assemblies of God with the 16 fundamental truths, which you could easily find online anywhere. And that was the doctrinal statement along with a million other ideas that, um, needed to be taught. So I was taught to teach them what to believe. However, as time went on, I really began to feel like this was a terrible way. I mean, a horrible way to teach spirituality. Um, Guidance, sure, but adamant ideas about God, adamant about adamant ideas about what individuals are supposed to believe, down to every single detail, every single culturally significant controversy. It was my job to tell them what was right. Um, what room does that leave for a personal relationship with the divine? If we were to move in a more evangelical way and say, well, there is absolute truth. There is absolute, right, uh, uh, um, uh, moral ground. Even so, if an individual doesn't discover that on their own, then they're only brainwashing themselves to think what I think but it's not true belief because it's not deep within. In fact, the New Testament, I, I believe, um, is adamant that the work of the Spirit is an intense internal working within each one of us. Uh, the, the Bible says things like the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness, foolishness uh, to him, right? Right? Because they're spiritually discerned. That's First um, um, Corinthians, I believe, chapter 2. The inner man has the voice of God echoing through him. The discernment of God speaking to him specifically. And for most of us, really what we've been taught is to believe what we're told. To do what we're told. 
to function how we're told, and to experience God in whatever way we're told. And so it never becomes authentic. It never becomes personal. It never becomes something that blossoms. You know, the Bible says, um, to, to be a bit Bible heavy here, the Bible says that from us will spring, uh, uh, you know, living water, right? Fountains of living water. But how many of us within the a religious experience, whatever religion it is that you are, how many of us are experiencing an internal fountain, an internal gush of living water, right? Of divine overflow. Uh, John chapter 16 uh, Jesus is speaking and he says, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth and he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you the things to come. And so Jesus is saying the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit is going to speak deep, innate, inner knowledge to you. And he won't speak of his own accord, but he'll speak what he hears from the very throne of God. Again, it's a very personal a deeply introspective work that the Spirit of God does, right? It, it's gut level. It's it's um, intimate. It is gnosis. It is evolutionary. It is, um, yeah, I think intimate is the best word, right? Because it's experiential. It's expansive. Not on a corporate level, but on an individual level. Uh, John 14, chapter 26, 27, something like that says, um, uh, the counselor of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. So once again, Jesus is talking and, and he's telling um, you know, the disciples, listen, the Holy Spirit, right, uh, who the Father is going to send to you, right, the divine He's going to send this to you. It's going to be in you, not just around you, but in you, literally. It's going to speak to you. It's going to remind you of, of, of great divine truths, right, that are innate within you, things that I've already spoken. And um, it's going to echo. It's going to reverberate through your own essence. Again, uh, personal, deep, uh, introspective work. For most of us, the influence has been um, that we're not to be trusted, uh, that we're so unworthy, right? Perhaps in some ways even detestable. Yet the Bible says we, we really are the temple, right? We really are the dwelling place of God. And, and what is a temple? It's sacred. It's holy. It's a dwelling place. And each of us within that temple, that dwelling place, has an inner divine hmm, sacred place where the true self is, where the truths of God reverberate from the halls of, of that holy of holies. And it's there. It's deep within us when we begin to move our attention from our personality, from the idiosyncrasies, uh, from its flaws, and we become more and more the vehicle of expression for our own soul, for the inner temple, 
we begin, I think, to blossom, to flower. Right? Divinity begins to really flow. There seems to be something fertile about our soul. For so many of us, the relationship that we have with divinity is confused and frustrating, unknown. For a lot of us, it's there's a lot of fear involved. Um, and those come from, I think those ideas come from the outside, right? Messages filtered by man, church, doctrinal statements, various bias. We're really so seldom reminded maybe never even taught that this experience that we have with God is really supposed to be quite personal, magical in its own way, intimate. That's an inward work. I mean, Jesus said it, the Spirit will be in you. The Father and I will make our home within you. The Holy Spirit will be in you. You are the temple of God. Rivers of living water shall flow from you. I mean, there's all these expressions of inner work within the scripture. And so when you remember the things that were written by or, or said really by Christ, written by Paul, written by Peter, um, the words of the Gospel of Thomas, they, they mean so much more, right? If you bring forth what is already within you, right? The, the, the Holy of Holies that is within you, the place where the angels worship God day and night that is already within you, the place that reverberates and is full of truth that's already within you, the expansion, the evolution, the... the um, Shekinah glory that is already within you, if you bring that forth, it will save you. But if you don't bring it forth, if you suppress it, if you shackle it through the doctrines of hum of mankind, right? If you shackle it through the fear, if you shackle it through all the, the garbage, right? If you shackle that, it, it will destroy you. For so many of us, we never really dive in. We never know our own heart. We never know what our true convictions are. The things that we really, really believe, they, those never become apparent to us. You know, the way that so much of this exploration for my own self started was um, all the years, and I'm talking early on when I became a Christian, right? Early, early, early. I mean, I'm 51 now going on 52. Back when I was 15, 16 years old, and thinking about some of those early ideas, the things that I believed early on. Um, and, and the most controversial to me was the idea of hell. The idea that a loving God would take someone who didn't figure this out, right? Who didn't figure out all the intricacies of being a Christian and what that meant. Well, God would take them and throw them in hell. And they would burn and be tortured forever. It was something I could never buy into. So I suppressed it. I believe so much in the message of Jesus that I suppressed it. 
carried on men, became ordained, uh, pastored several churches, right? Was an associate pastor of several churches. I taught it, right, vehemently at times, uh, very judgmentally at times, right? But I never really believed it. Those questions that we have that, that, that we don't have full buy-in on, those, those ideas that we have that are deep within us, and we suppress those, which I did, um, they never really go away. They continue to present themselves. They continue to ask, and eventually you have to deal with them, and that's what happened to me. I, um, I begin to, it was, it was no longer an option for me just to suppress it. I had to explore it. What do I really think about this? And the more that I explored it, the, the more that I dove into it, the more that I sought to discover, the more I realized, you know what? I just don't believe it. I can't. And once I gave permission to have my own ideas, right? To my own thoughts, to follow my own convictions, other questions began to come. I, I remember uh, here on the podcast, um, John Scott and I did kind of a duo thing. We had Jay Baker on. We were talking to Jay about expanding, about evolving and what that looked like. And he said, well, once you give room for one question, the next question comes. And it truly does become a slippery slope, right? Which I loved it because so many times we're warned about that. But the slippery slope is actually, it's a, it, it's a beautiful ride. You know, it really is. How many of you have been delighted by the words of a new age guru? You know, I can remember very young reading a Wayne Dyer book, uh, The Erroneous Zones, which I've threatened to pick up again and again and again. I haven't done that yet. Um, I loved that book as a kid. I loved it. But my experience with Christianity wouldn't allow me to, you know, to really read it or even own it for God's sake. I mean, a devil might come out of that thing. Right. But how many of you have been, have been delighted by the, by the words of a new age guru or, or, or a book that they've written or a moment under the, uh, under the moon or something described as, as non-Christian. You know, I, I love Jesus. I do. I love him. I believe he's the savior of the world. I believe he sits on the proverbial throne. I really do. I've never been able to give that up and I won't. And I've, I've even given room for it, but I can't do it. I love Jesus. I believe in him. I believe in the cross. I am also a witch. The moon speaks to me. The air whispers something esoteric. These hidden inerrant knowings, leanings, uh, essences and I'm fine with it there's a danger when we hide ourselves I know we all do it um, we've hid from ourselves for so long but the truth is waiting to manifest the, the danger is if you hide yourself for too long it becomes hard to find you again I'm 51 years right now of wisdom, right? Uh, there's so many ideas of truth that I've heard through those years. So many ideas about God that I've heard through those years, some wildly different than others. Um, 
And somewhere through all of this, I've had to come to what I truly believed to be the truth about God. I've heard so many ideas about God, so many different ideas just within evangelical Christianity from Baptist to Methodist to Nazarene to Pentecostal to apostolic to there's just so many ideas. I mean, it's amazing how one religion within and of itself can have so many ideas. Somewhere along the line, the Apostle Paul, um, whom I love, said, um, let my own conscience be clear before God. And that's what we have to do. You know, I, I could tell you that I'd rather sit in a church service instead of under a full moon. But if you've listened to this podcast, you know that that is a lie, that I prefer hymnals to a cauldron. That's a lie. I could tell you um, that Scripture is ever unfolding for me, that the Holy Spirit within is speaking to me, and those things are true, and that the Holy Spirit is with me when I pray. He's with me when I'm performing a spell. He's with me during prayer and meditation. As I expand, you know, are there new experiences that are even a bit unnerving? Certainly. Experiences that I have to think about for a moment. You know, do I feel okay with moving in this direction? Some of them I say no and I don't go that way. Others, yes. I, I mean, I've been presented with opportunities to explore the different kinds of magical practices. And as I did a bit of research on them, I discovered, you know what, those, as a Christian, those aren't for me, right? As someone who believes in Christ, those aren't for me. And then there are other expansive practices that I've looked at and I've felt, I want to move in this. I want to explore this. I want to add this. I really believe one of the most important things we can do is experience our true selves. Who is it that I am? This divine spark that's been given a body and a name, a moment of, or, of, of origin, and a time of departure from form. Who is this thing, this creation, this experience called Craig or Susan or Mike or whatever your name is, right? Insert that. What is the purpose of this experience? What is the purpose of this moment? The expansion, the exploration. What is the story that's supposed to unfold in this expansion, this evolution? of human consciousness because you do play a part. Um, all right, guys, that's it, man. Blessings to you. Good magic. I'll see you guys uh, next week. Done. <laughs>